Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. And today we're going to talk about creating cartoon characters. But before we get on to that, we want to say a big thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. And they are Padraig, someone who is anonymous. Thank you. Uh, Marcia Furman and Susan Greco. We so appreciate your support because it helps us towards the cost of running Kicking the Creatives, which helps us to keep doing what we do. And it also shows that you like what we do. So thanks so much. And we also want to thank everybody who's been sharing their work with us on social media. And there's one particular person that's really, really caught my eye this month, and I'm just loving her stuff. And it's Joanna Brown. Have you seen her map faces? They are amazing. Yeah, aren't they? I mean, that could be a that could just be a thing that she does, couldn't it? Forever. Yeah, I think <laughs> someone suggested that to her that, that people could actually say, "I want an area, this area, to be me." They, yeah, I think so it's good, wouldn't it? Such a good idea, and they yeah. are. So quirky and characterful. Some of the characters she's creating, I don't know whether they're from real people or her imagination or what, but they're really believable, aren't they? Yeah, well, the funny thing was, when we were on a podcast a little while ago, we use that program called Squadcast, don't we? Yeah. And it shows a map of the area you're in, doesn't it? Yeah. you haven't got your camera on. Yeah. And uh, we had a guest on, and there's a map, and I was thinking, oh, that looks like a face. <laughs> and obviously she's actually done it now yeah it's amazing i I think she should carry on she should make it her thing yeah definitely so what about you what's caught your eye well there's a couple of people that really caught my eye i mean everybody's doing some great stuff Mm. but um jeanette eckerman yegi she did there's one face i absolutely love that she did it was over collage and it said the word frustration on it and all she'd used was acrylic on on brown packaging paper and a stabilo pencil and it's just that she'd created this lovely looking thing and it wasn't on, you know, fancy materials or anything. Mm. I just thought it was fantastic. Mm. It was just so emotional, you know, yeah. in it. And then there was you Amanda. You don't do emotional, do you, Tara? Me? Yeah, so oh, I'll tell you what. If you've managed to move Tara, then. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? I'm the person who blubs anything on the, on a film or anything. <laughs> I'd blub at anything. <laughs> oh, super vet. I bet you blub at that, I do. I'd, I'd probably blub at that. I blubbed all the way through Billy Elliot. I remember that. Oh, me too. I love yeah. Billy Elliot. The hot, but even the happy bits I blubbed. But anyway, <laughs> we're getting diverted now. Amanda Five Ham- minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Amanda Hamilton, she did a fantastic face where she cropped in really tight on the features and she said it was to reflect the fact that she felt freaked out. Not a great thing to reflect, but it looked fantastic, the face. Therapy. Yeah. So anyway, what is new with you? <gasps> I started my new painting. Hurrah! Yeah, I saw, I saw your pictures, actually. Made me laugh, one of them, because when you got on repeat, it kind of looked like you were doing a little dance for your head cause you, <laughs> when you were drawing. <laughs> I did this little speedy video. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I know. You know that advert, Churchill Insurance, where yes. you've got the dog with a nodding yeah. head? I look at my head and I think, I'm surprised I haven't got brain ache at the end of the day because it's constantly on the go. It's really funny. <laughs> it's 
funny because we were talking about Instagram, weren't we, a little while ago? Yes. And um, we were both saying, you feel like you need to post a lot. And if you don't, you know, you feel like you should be, which is really crazy, to be honest. But I hadn't, obviously, because I hadn't been able to get my um, canvas for so long because of various hold-ups, you know, I hadn't been painting and I didn't really want to mix in cartoons with my normal feed and I said to you didn't I you know I could post pictures of me when the canvas comes and things like that but do people really want to see that stuff and you went yes yes they do I think they do (laughs) so so that's what I did and um yeah so it's lovely though because I it's been a while since I've had one on the go obviously since I finished my wine bottle paintings and it's really nice to just have it there and I know that I can get stuck into that really soon you know the proper yeah the moment I've just done the um the main big shapes and it'd be nice to get the big lot of color on there so yeah looking forward to that what about you what's new with you uh, quite a few things, actually, amazingly. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Well, first of all, we did the Zoom, didn't we, on Saturday? Yeah. We did. We great. did our second, well, our second, we've done a few Zooms, but this was our second chat and draw. Mm. Uh, so basically, it was just people in the group came along to the Zoom and we literally just chat and draw. And that was it. So you all bought something you wanted. You didn't have to show it. So there was no pressure or anything like that. And it was just really nice because the group members got to meet each other. We got to meet them as well. Because you've been chatting so long by text, haven't you? But you've never actually seen the proper person. You mean on the Facebook group? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. So yeah. we've been typing and stuff. Yeah. But that was really nice. And it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because obviously a lot of people in the group go by their um, sort of handle names and then well, Instagram so, especially yeah. yeah Instagram names and then all of a sudden you'll, you'll get somebody on there and, and it's like well who, I, I don't know that name and then you'll it'll, somebody said oh I'm Chaco Kids and I was like oh I know who you are now <laughs> yeah well I'd drawn her but I <laughs> yeah. know her as Chaco Kid as well and then I, I'm thinking I recognize her but I don't want to say in case I get it wrong no I was it Penny yes okay well I'm wondering then because obviously I don't know Penny, I don't know Penny's surname. As I say, we've only ever spoken to her as Penny, as, as Chaco Kid. Yeah. But anyway, this sort of leads on to this, um, this message we got on Instagram. And I'm wondering, oh no, it wouldn't have been her because she would have used her handle, wouldn't she? Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's this is a complete coincidence then. I've no idea what you're talking about. Oh, we, well, we got a message, didn't we, which led to this episode. We got a message from... Oh, yes. Yeah. So a while ago, we received a message from Penny Henriksen. I think that's. I think that might be her. Do you? Yes. Well, it could be then. <laughs> oh, well, hello. If we've got this wrong, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but Penny Henriksen, she she messaged us and she said, Sandra Busby, I would love for you to talk about your comic process. How did you create and develop Felicity Fizz? How do you come up with your ideas? How do you sketch her up? Do you do digital or other? What tools do you use for her? She's been up for a while now. We just need a Felicity Fizz special. (laughs) And that really made me chuckle. And first of all, I probably need to say who Felicity Fizz is. because So by the way, did you not want to know the other things I did then? Oh, yes! (laughs) How rude! I was talking about Penny and it made me go on to... Oh, what else have you been doing? It's not like well, you to you do more than one to, thing. If you're not it's, interested. It's lockdown. I mean, what can you be doing? I know. Well, I did a really fantastic 
class last night. Oh, I loved it. Last night? What did you do? I did. There was a... Um, it was how to do life drawing class by a a group or whatever called Soho Drawing. A right. woman called... I can't remember her last name. It was Anne. She led it. And so it was all about how to maybe start with a gesture drawing, but then build on it. So how you then could construct it out of like geometric boxes and how to do kind of geometric shading right. and it was just I mean I've learned a bit of that you know from watching yeah. stuff online and years ago I think at college we we did tiny tiny amount of it but nothing so comprehensive as what she did last night so if anybody wants to learn about live drawing I'd highly recommend you go and check out Soho live drawing some of those classes have you been doing a Lewis Rosignol course as well? Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to tell you that you weren't interested in. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because I've been seeing the stuff you've been doing, and I'm like, God, that's really different. So good. So so what what does he teach you then? Yeah, because, you know, I was feeling really kind of a bit stuck because mm. I felt like I needed to be a bit more expressive again. You and, felt like you were in a rut, didn't you? Yes, I felt like I was in a rut because yeah. I love... I like the look of the faces I do, you know, the real colourful ones. Yeah. But sometimes I get fed up with doing them. In mm. fact, so I, I like the finished result, but sometimes I just find the process a little dull. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit. So I want to do some of those, but I want to do other stuff. And then his course popped up and I thought, oh, well, one of my favourite artists, I've got to take that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I th and amazingly, I don't normally actually do the exercises. <laughs> I'm a terrible student. <laughs> so I I'll normally just watch something and then just take things in and think, oh, I might try that using that in some way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, so I actually decided I was going to do the exercises. Um, and it has got my brain buzzing because he's, he works very much over spreads, which I don't generally do. So, so you're talking about over the fold of the paper? Yes. Right, the yeah. book. So yeah. it's very much like a balancing act on if you draw something, what can I put on the other side of the page? How can I make the page balance? Mm. So that's a real kind of get your brain buzzing type oh, of thing. Well, what I've noticed as well is your text that you're doing is kind of smudged and um, it's, it's your sort of font, but... You've done it differently, and he does a lot of text in his sketchbooks, doesn't he? And they're kind of yeah, almost illegible, some of them, but in a way that is really interesting, and you've been sort of nailing that one. Yeah, although I, I see I, the thing I get is slightly worried because I don't want to become a Lewis Rosignol clone. No, 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 no. And it always worries me because I'm doing it, and I can, see, I can see his work coming through into mine, and I don't mind a little bit of it, but I don't want it to... Oh, no. I because think I love his work so much. Yeah. And I think it's like anything, isn't it? I mean, you know, Ian Fennelly does courses, doesn't he? And, and I see a lot of people that have done his courses. You can see that they're so good at, at sort of um, doing the kind of things he does. But then it's really good when you see people just using what they've learned to improve their own work in some way or add to their own work in some way, but then not look the same as him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you've almost got to go... So you've almost got to become a little bit of a clone. Mm, I think at first, and then pull back. Yeah, and just I use think. elements but, of what you learn. Yeah, but what I've noticed is, is there's a Facebook group for the course as well. And honestly, some of the artists are amazing. Oh, wow, really? But it, it is quite daunting because you go in there and I did post one and I thought, oh, I don't know why I posted this because, like, stuff was amazing. 
Oh, yeah, but that's just you and you're quite self-critical. And I always think that, well, I think all artists are really. Whenever you look at someone else's work, you always think, oh, that's way better than me. Do you know what I mean? But then they yeah. might be thinking the same about your own work. So you're always going to look at your work you know in a critical with a critical eye I think more than anyone else's so I think that's quite normal and I think sometimes my line work frustrates me and I've noticed because I can't draw you always used to get taught that you should draw with a flow in your line do you know what I mean hang on a minute though I hate that word should yeah well you know what I mean yeah, I it's do. It's one of those things you get taught, and and I kind of want mine to be more. Oh, I but, see. Right, but okay. mine is scratchy. Mm. Maybe try a different pen. Yeah, it's not the pen. It's it's the it's thing controlling the pen. Yeah. yeah. Maybe take a beta blocker or something first. <laughs> have a few proseccos. Yeah, or have a couple of proseccos. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So, what else have you done, Tara? Before I move on, that's it. I'm done. Oh, are you done? Well, yeah. hopefully we'll we'll be doing more soon because um we had Boris, didn't we? He he spoke to us yesterday. Well, not us two personally, but on the telly to sort of lay out his plans for lifting lockdown forever. So yes, it was lovely. It was such a night. It was a we bit of a might be able to go um urban sketching. You never know. Never know. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, I did think that. Mm. Anyway, so back to uh, today's episode then. <laughs> so as I said, um, we had this message from Penny and she basically was talking about Felicity Fizz. And I should explain first of all who Felicity Fizz is because I know that most people listening to this podcast will be going, what on earth is she talking about? And basically she's just a cartoon character. Um, that you created? I created her, yeah. So... She's got her own Instagram page where she posts the things that she gets up to, just like we all might do the same. So she's almost like a just a girl posting on Instagram on you know every couple of days. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, suppose, she doesn't worry if she hasn't posted for a while, does she? No. <laughs> so I should sort of say first of all, because Penny asked, how did I come up with the idea of Felicity Fizz? First of all, I do want to mention we're not just going to be talking about. Um, Felicity Fizz here because Tara and I both have very different ways of coming up with different characters so we're going to both talk about our own approaches but um, Felicity she was inspired by an amusing little story that my dad told me about an incident involving my mum um, and a bottle of elderflower wine which apparently led to my existence (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hope she's not listening to this. She'll kill me. Um, thankfully, he didn't go into any detail whatsoever. And my mum also insists that absolutely none of it is true. Um, but even so, I still felt I needed some kind of therapy following that story. So I found myself drawing this um, scenario, this young woman completely trolled, clutching a bottle of wine, passed out on the sofa. And, uh, and that was what sparked the initial idea. I, I just enjoyed doing it so much. It was so far from the kind of art I normally do, which is that, you know, realism oil painting. And I'd really... Well, just... even your sketches, it, it's yeah. very far from the type of sketches you do, isn't it? Well, I've never, I never really drew cartoons ever. I did when I was in my sort of 20s. I used to love drawing little cartoons, but I haven't done it for years. Um, and I suppose because I enjoyed it so much, I thought, oh, I'm going to draw her again in various other scenarios. And she just develop from there i just want to point out though the story my dad told me um and the drawing i drew i just want to just clarify my mum was not passed out on the sofa and that's not how it led to me that makes my dad sound bad yeah (laughs) that is not what happened (laughs) 
So yeah, that's, that's it's basically just inspired by a little story and it just lit the fuse, I suppose. So shall we go on to a few ideas for how we come up with ideas? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you get hold of your well, ideas? Because there's, you, there's you of... work in a totally different way than I do. Yeah, there's lots of different ways you can do it. And I mean, I'll, I'll talk about a few that I've done in the past anyway as well. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't got an idea for a cartoon, you can come up with them just by looking at different things. So say, for example, you look at different household objects. I mean, the really easy thing to do is to take something and stick eyes and legs and arms on it. So you take your cup, stick, you stick your arms and legs and whatever on it. Yeah. But another thing you can do is instead of doing that, actually use the shapes of things. So I could maybe look at my cup and think... Okay, well, how could I use that that sticky out bit, you know, the handle? Maybe that becomes a nose, but I'm not actually making it a cup. I'm just using that as the shape of the nose. Um, you can also do things like cut up bits of magazines. So if you go through a load of magazines and then put bits together, so you might cut out a pair of trousers from somebody and a teapot and something else, and you think, oh, maybe the teapot could be the head and it could be have trousers on. And yeah, and stick arms out of out of it. It can be completely wacky, and I actually think the if you get one that's got some gadgets in it, they work brilliantly. Yeah. Um, so so that's a really fun way to do it. And you can either just draw them, or you can actually use the collage itself and you know, paint onto it or um, draw onto it. Um, you could also start with a theme. I guess this is a little bit what you've done with Blissy Fears, isn't it? Start with a theme. This is how it how it sort of ended up. Yeah. But the way I've done it is I've say had I've got some characters based around the weather. So I think, okay, the weather is my theme. So I'm going to have a character called Raindrop, Sunshine, Storm and so Snowflake. So then I create characters based on how I think. Though that, it is a kid's character, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've also got one that say based on mindfulness. So I just, I, I was trying to, meditate every day and I've told this before so I decided to set myself this challenge like think for 30 days I was going to meditate but also I was going to create cartoons based on meditating as well so my theme was obviously mindfulness so I created a character and then her pet uh, and then but she was like the person who did everything wrong with mindfulness so she was like really stupid basically <laughs> and did everything wrong and then I've also done one with sticky notes so you just take an object and basically sticky notes just had an eyes eyes nose and mouth but they did things and it started off in the office but then gradually went away from the office you create one-off characters quite a bit as well don't you because obviously yeah. Felicity Fizz has just been an ongoing character that I started um putting together in like i think early 2020 before lockdown even happened but um you you sort of some of your characters have just been one-off characters and some of them you've done a lot of say like your post-it notes and things like that yeah so what makes you decide oh i'm gonna do more with this one or actually yeah i've done that and now i want to move on to something else so i tend to if i've got an idea for a theme the theme will probably be something that I develop more. Mm. So when I came up with the idea of weather, I knew I wanted this set of characters and then I drew them in different scenarios and then, then I created a little book sort yeah. of with them. And same with the mindfulness. It started off and it was a few strips and then I made that into a book. Yeah. Um, but if it's just something like quite often I'll just 
take a pen, hold it really loosely or a pencil right at the end, just sort of wave it around on the paper in a kind of face shape. But I don't dictate the face shape, as in if it goes off because my pen's so loose, it it might make a nose or I think it could be a hat or something like that. Right. And then I'll put eyes on it and so it becomes something. Mm. In general, I don't develop them. They'll just be, oh, that's that's quite cool. I like that. Yeah. Or I don't like it. Um, but I won't generally develop that. Although I did one, I did develop a little bit of those. But in general, it's just because there's not a big story, I think, behind those. Yeah. A story comes from it as I'm I'm thinking about it, mm. but it's not a a big theme, I guess. You're creating a story around your drawing as opposed to yes. creating the drawing around a story. That that's yeah, I never really thought about that. Yes, yeah. but it's it's definitely that way around. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many random things that you can create. Cause like you were talking about the uh, the woman in our group who's making these faces from maps, but you could also just use paint blobs and look into it, you know, drag some paint round. What does it look like? What can you draw from that? And another way is just really simple shapes. And this is probably what I do a lot in my sketchbook as well, is just to draw really simple geometric shapes put those together you've got a character haven't you a really simple cute little character do you go in with pencil first then or do you go it depends pen? depends if but if it's just in my sketchbook quite often it will be just pen first mm. because i'm not thinking i'm going to create this thing if you know what i mean yeah so then i might just go into it afterwards but if i sometimes when i'm doing those loose Loose ones, I'll start with pencil if I think I'm going to develop it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how did you know what fizzle's going to look like? Yeah, because I think the first thing to do is is to have a vision in your head, isn't it? Of what well, your no. characters... Or, like, well, in my... In, I suppose the way I work. Do you yeah, know what I mean? The way you work yeah. is different um, where in that you'll, you'll do something and it'll come out as whatever it's going to be and then there's yeah, your character. Unless, unless it's with a theme and, yeah. and in which case I'll then work like you. yeah. But whereas I, I have a vision in my head of the character and then I want to get that onto paper. So it's the complete opposite, isn't it? Which is really yeah. interesting. Um, I think subconsciously, if I'm absolutely honest, there is a tiny bit of me. Tiny bit. <laughs> in Felicity Fizz. <laughs> when I was young and, you know, I was really skinny and I certainly had the knobbly knees that she's got. I must admit, I... I'd like to think my boobs are significantly or were significantly perkier than hers. <laughs> <laughs> but my myself, my mum, my sister, my whole family are all sort of um, skinny with knobbly knees. So I suppose it was almost instinctive for me to draw Felicity like that, which is funny, isn't it? You kind of draw on your own surroundings of the people you know and the people you've yeah. grown up with. But if you were to look right back to the beginning when I started drawing her and then compare her to what she looks like now, she's definitely changed slightly, you know, facially she's changed, she's evolved. And I think that's just come with getting to know the character over time, which sounds bizarre, doesn't it? But I really do feel like I've got to know her. It's almost like she now tells me what she's going to do rather than the other way around. So how has her face evolved then, do you think? <clears throat> well, when I first started... Um, I, when I look back, I'm like, God, the mouth, I, I did the mouth really strangely. <clears throat> and I just, that's just how I did it. I just wanted her to look a bit bizarre. And it's, it's only subtle changes. I mean, there's one of her standing outside um, a toilet in a nightclub, but I suppose she's all dolled up. She's got loads of makeup on. Um, now, most of the time, she doesn't wear any makeup. Because she, she's been on lockdown, you know, she's just yeah, bobbing no around need, the house. No, 
But it's um, like me. It's like me. The important thing is you go to your wardrobe and you think, what doesn't need ironing? I've lived. I literally feel like I've lived in tracksuit bombs for a year. <laughs> it's terrible, isn't it? Or, or pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think. Um, I think really, it's bound to evolve when you do something for a long time. She's basically like a little. Well, she is a person, isn't she? She's not a character that I've created. You know, like um, I don't know. You see some characters that are created from. They might just be a mass of hair with legs or something. Yeah. She's nothing like that. She's an actual young woman um, getting up to all sorts of scenarios. And Yeah, yeah I mean, she, she is much more like... If you took a picture of someone, your characters are much more like people than mine are, yeah. say, for example. Yeah. It, it's definite, like... Uh, I suppose almost a caricature slightly, isn't mm, it? Is maybe, that, maybe. Yeah. She's really not a clever drawing at all she is oh she is i see i don't think so at all i think it's she is incredibly naively drawn and and i I don't i say quite often when i draw i don't really you know things will go wrong and usually if it was a proper drawing i'd go oh i've done that i need to adjust that with her i don't ever do that that's probably part of her charm i just oh she's definitely not perfect you know, sometimes one, one arm will be freakishly long compared to the other. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, well, never mind. It's just a cartoon. <laughs> it's fine. It's fun, funny how you said about, like, the changing the face because one of my characters, the mindfulness one, or mm. mindfulness, mindfulness with a double O. Yeah. Um, available on Amazon, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> other mindfulness <laughs> books are available. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Um, so she had originally a really square face and I deliberately made it quite square so it was square with like rounded corners but it was very heavy as well I'd done a really thick black line and I really liked it and then someone said to me someone who knows what they you know knows about characters and stuff said to me um I really like her but her jaw looked really heavy and I thought "Mm, I don't know but as they knew what they were doing I did did uh, you know change it And I thought, oh, I'm not sure about this. I still wasn't sure, but I thought, yeah, you know what you're doing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run with what you say. And then I changed it. And then, sort of now, I've looked back and seen the original ones doing. I think, oh my god, it's hideous. Oh really? They were so right. Oh, you see, I thought you were gonna say the other thing. I thought you were gonna say, I wish I'd stuck to my original plan. No, (laughs) and that's what what I'd normally have done. Mm. But and it, I was just so blind to it because I've been looking at it and because I created that thing and I thought it was clever doing this heavy square jaw and it was just so so wrong so oh, that's no. good it's, it's a good do you know what how nice of that other artist to give you that pointer I presume they did it in a really nice tactful way as well you know which is good yeah but but it's, it's so weird that you can't actually see it yourself and mm. and I was almost going to dig my heels in and say no you know that's not like you I know <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're working on some illustrations, aren't you, for a book we wrote together? Yeah, um, I'm and trying. I remember <laughs> you, you sent me this picture. The character's called Floss, and you sent me it, and she looked very similar to how I'd imagined her. And also, I remember there was there's a character called Wendy Wigglebottom, and she looked spot on to what I had in my head. Yeah. So I think that's a really important thing, isn't it, to try and if there are if the character's almost been created in words, especially. Yeah. Is to try and make what what's on paper match with what's in your head or what would be in other people's heads. 
And that's quite a tricky thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, and it was so fascinating, actually, because we'd obviously spent a lot of time writing this book together and and we did that for the february fables challenge didn't we about three years ago i think probably it might be three yeah. years ago and um and you you weren't interested in doing the illustrations and illustration is not something i normally would do but i had quite a strong vision in my head of what the main character was going to look like but I found that really fascinating that when I sent it to you you were like oh my god that's her so it was it was interesting that we both had that same that same vision of the same yeah. character I think yeah. the problem I have with illustration in that sense is is that difficult thing that you've got to keep drawing the same character mm. and that's from my patience that you know I like experimenting yeah it's, I remember a, I remember um that sometimes if you've got strong vision in your head by reading a book yeah and then they turn it into a film oh yeah and it looks nothing like what you imagine yeah yeah because I remember Bridget Jones. I used to, when I read I read Bridget Jones when it first came out before it was ever a film. I read the book and it was hilarious and I loved it. And I built this very very strong vision in my head of what Bridget Jones looked like. And when the film came out, I thought that's not Bridget Jones. That's <laughs> nothing like her. But funny enough, I mean now I can't imagine her any differently than what she is in the film. Yeah. So odd. But if, if you're looking for a reference, so, so when you were doing Floss, I don't know if you did this, but you can use like royalty-free sites, obviously, mm. to get ideas. But you can also get ideas of faces. So what might your character look like? And obviously you can just exaggerate faces or take several different faces and kind of amalgamate it into one, but cartoonify it a bit. You can also use those reference drawings for getting the shapes of bodies mm. and also for how you position the body as well. Yeah. Did you do that for Floss? No, for Floss, I didn't use reference at all. I just drew her straight from my imagination. It took a while because actually getting something in your head is one thing, but getting that vision from your head onto paper is a whole other story, you know. Yeah. But she came out of my head mainly because she's not remotely like a real human being, I suppose. Um, Fizz, she was different because, no, I, I, I don't, sort of use reference for her face because that's quite easy I had it in my head and that was very easy to draw but yeah you're right sometimes I might I might um have her in the most crazy positions for whatever reason and I'm like oh god yeah how would her legs go it's like there was one scenario I did where she was laying down really bored because of lockdown and basically she was that bored she her legs were in the air and she kind of almost wrapped them around each other like a coil and it just said, yes, I'm that bored, you know what I mean? But then for some reason, I was in my head, I was thinking, I, I, need, I need reference for this, but of course nobody can do that. So I, I, I got this um, reference of rope wrapped around itself. <laughs> That's <laughs> clever. So I yeah. just did that. But um, yeah, sometimes I might, you know, in fact, it would be really weird because if anyone went through my um, Google history, they'd probably think I was really weird because <laughs> most of it's like woman laying with legs in air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, got some secret fetishes going on up here. <laughs> it's really funny, but um, yeah, sometimes just for p- positioning, and you know, when somebody folds their arms, yeah, and yeah, you, you know, that's that can be a bit tricky to do in your head for a minute. You've got sometimes you're like, oh no, hang on, I need to. How does that go? But um, actually, this is going off topic. I'll cut this bit out. If you fold your, <laughs> if you fold your arms, fold yeah. your, are you doing it now? 
No, do you want me to? Yeah, fold your arms. This is going to be something stupid at the end. No, no, just, just yeah, fold okay. your arms. Fold them your arms. Okay. Now fold them the other way. Oh, yeah, you can't do it, can you? No. I think I have just done it, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've just done it. You haven't. It I have, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. No. I, I cannot do it. I can't. My boobs get in the way one way. <laughs> it just feels so alien. Anyway, sorry, back back to what we're talking about. Yeah, I should leave it in actually. <laughs> I feel these people trying to fold their arms a different way. <laughs> um but I found fears, like I said before, like really quite easy to visualise because I kind of had that in my mind anyway. But her name, I keep saying fears, her full name is Felicity Fears, but her name wasn't even my idea. It really wasn't because I remember thinking, because the initial story was inspired by my mum, and my mum straight away went, I love your drawing, oh my gosh. And I thought that it was only right that she should get to give her the name. So when I asked, there was literally no hesitation. I said, what do you think she should be called? She said, Felicity. And she went, fly by night, Felicity. And uh, I didn't use the fly by night bit, but um, she just said, yep, she definitely looks like Felicity. But I wanted her surname to relate some way to her character and of course her favorite thing in the world is drinking prosecco so i was thinking of names like bubbles and things like that and i think i threw a few ideas your way didn't yeah. i and then you you helped me come up with fizz i think you might have even come up with fizz i'm yeah, not sure I, think I did yeah yeah, yeah. so that you know there was felicity fizz she was born right there and then so that was that was nice and easy i didn't even have to think of that one and it really suits her doesn't it yeah it and well you're just calling her fizz it's almost like uh You've cut it down, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. You know, and you know, in Kentucky Fried Chicken becomes KFC. Yeah, <laughs> you, you Kentucky girl. I most often um, refer to her now as Fizz. It's really funny. Yeah, but once you know what your character looks like, and you've come up with your name, this is if it's an ongoing character like Felicity Fizz. So the next thing you need to do is you need to give them a personality, and this is where. Um, you need to try and get into the mind of your character, which I find the really fun part. And I guess this is where you can kind of get ideas from either the people around you um, or your family. Um, in my case, I literally just reached back to my 20-year-old irresponsible self. <laughs> so, for example, Felicity likes a drink or two. Her tipple of choice is Prosecco because as a young woman... I think that probably would have been my choice. Um, even though as an adult, I really don't enjoy any kind of wine at all. I actually only drink beer. I only really enjoy a beer. Sometimes I'll have a little glass of Prosecco, but it's not often. Um, I knew she would want a pet because she was going to have to have something to interact with when she was on lockdown. Um, I needed to decide what kind of... She didn't just get it for lockdown, though, did no, she? No, 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 no. She had it anyway. She's not but, that irresponsible. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> but I, I wanted her to have something to interact with other than people. Um, so I kind of needed to think, okay, what kind of pet would Felicity Fizz choose? Not what kind of pet would I choose, because I'm a dog person. You know, I'm not a cat person. But I knew Fizz would definitely want a cat, because cats are independent and Fizz really isn't responsible enough to look after a dog, let's face it. <laughs> so then I had to think about, okay, well, if she's got a cat, what would she call her cat? And because she loves Prosecco and, you know, her name's Fizz, I decided that she would probably call him something like Champers for champagne. So that's that became Champers her cat. Um, 
what I find... Did you really think people were so stupid? They wouldn't know what champers stood for. Do you know, I think some people think it's champ, champers. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, champers, and and um, again, you know, that's that's everything about that character is very similar to me in some ways, or as I used to be as a young woman, but very different to me in others. And I do find though that it's easier not to stray too far away from a character I recognise because then I think it's more believable for other people as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, by when, that? You, when you're drawing that pet, you yeah. have to think about like how it would look similar to her as well don't you so you need to make sure it has similar features so if you've drawn the character's eyes big you want probably want the pet size to be big and you want it to be drawn with the same sort of line weight so I've done like when I did the weather pops characters they've all got pets and they've all got really heavy line work so I did that the same on the pets yeah and I assume that's what you did on champers isn't it I use the same line work and, yeah, it's very, well, obviously the same style. I, I was, originally, I remember thinking, I'll draw the cat with really knobbly knees, but that just didn't work. <laughs> so yeah. It just didn't work. So, you know, but, yeah, I mean, just just the same style, like you say, similar lines and things like that. But, yeah, quite often you'll see, you know, characters and, like, on a cartoon on the telly and they're all, they all have similarities about them, don't they? Yeah, they sort of... If you put them in those, what were those cards you used to get where you had to match up the happy families type of thing? Oh, yeah. God, I've forgotten about that. (laughs) Showing our age. Yeah. (laughs) Do you know what? The other thing I think is really important, though, I think probably more important than anything else is to make your character relatable. And for that reason, I think every character needs a flaw. And with Fizz, she's got plenty of flaws, and I really embrace all of them. And... You know, she's she's far from perfect, isn't she? I mean, for a start, she drinks way too much. She's got these really knobbly knees and elbows, um, insanely floppy boobs, <laughs> most likely because she never wears a bra. But I think those flaws are what people seem to like about her the most. And I think what I most love about her is that she's completely comfortable in her own skin. She's totally oblivious to all of that. She's not bothered about any of that stuff. Um, we could all learn from her in that way, I think. Yeah, I guess those flaws is because everybody has flaws, so it makes something more believable, doesn't it? Definitely, definitely. And and I think that's partly the reason why, however the drawing works out, I, I kind of post it anyway, because it's a cartoon. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't matter if it's got flaws. She's got plenty. She wouldn't mind. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing you can do, that thing where you're trying to get continu- continuity... Continuity. Continuity. <laughs> Continuity through a drawing is you can create what you call turnaround characters. Now, I had to do this a couple of times when I was trying to pitch my characters to different companies. And what you do is basically you draw a front view, you draw a side view, you draw a back view, and you probably draw a three-quarter view. And the idea behind that is that, well, basically, you could actually give your character to someone else. So they could, they'd be able to draw it then. They'd know exactly what the character would look like if they put it in different positions. But then also, so it's like a film, isn't it, where they check that everything looked the same. Yeah. So it's to make sure your character always looks the same all the way through. I, I must admit, I find stuff like that very tedious, which is probably why I don't do that many characters that continue. <laughs> I had to do that with Floss. I had Did to you? do. Yeah. I had to do her face in various angles of various angles and profiles and looking up, looking down, and smiling and different, all different 
kind of expressions. Floss, by yeah. the way, is the character we, you know, we wrote the book about. character. Um, which isn't out yet. But yeah, I mean, I had to do that because, and that was actually quite tricky. Yeah, it's really hard. Yeah. It's, especially it's like a, a kind of a back view and like the side view when you've just drawn something up from the front. It's like, oh, well, how much does her nose actually stick out? Yeah. How, how does her body, you know, does she curve or is she straight or? Yeah. It's bizarre. But, but also you also need to think about those surroundings. So if you're going to place them maybe in a house, then maybe the wallpaper needs to be the same in that house or the colours that you used. If the kitchen's always green, you know, make sure it stays green and a similar green and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Fizz has got a greeny, bluey sofa and it's been that colour all the way through and her wallpaper. I mean, there was one scene where she's actually putting wallpaper up and that always, when it's there, I don't always do backgrounds at all, but if if I do, I make sure it's, you know, it, the right wallpaper in the right room and her wardrobe, that's another good example because, you know, as a normal human being, she has a wardrobe and she hasn't got a different, you know, outfit for every day of the year, you know. She's often, you'll often see her wearing um, the same vest top several times in, in a month, do you know what I mean? And I think that's she, she just... wash it, doesn't she? Oh, honestly? yeah, she washes it. Yeah. That's if she's wearing clothes at all. Sometimes she, she doesn't even bother. Um, but, you know, you'll see her wearing the same clothes, outfits as she's worn before, because that's keeps it real, I, I suppose, makes it more believable. Yeah, I mean, I guess that brings us on to having a storyline, doesn't it, for a mm. character. So if you're going to create this character that continues, or even if you're just creating a one-off, I mean, I, I have storylines that sort of develop as I'm drawing something. But... Obviously, Felicity Fizz, her sort of storyline is that she always does irresponsible things. Yeah. So you can guarantee that's going to happen all throughout her cartoons. And when I created the mindfulness characters, the main the main character, she always did everything wrong. Um, you can also use humour. That really draws people, I think, to a character. You can think about a situation, what are you going to put your character in? And you can see if you can give it some sort of humorous twist. Um, so, for example, when I've got my mindfulness character, she's supposed to be mindfully walking. And, and that means, like, basically, you're just supposed to really, you know, think about each foot on the floor, feel the floor and all that business. But she decides it's necessary to go shoe shopping and buy new shoes <laughs> first. That sort of thing. So you just take that simple story and think, how can I make that a little bit absurd? I mean, you do that all the time with Fizz, don't you? Like the washing machine. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, every single drawing I've done sort of has, it's not a one-liner so much, but there's a little story, a very short sentence or two that it explains what she's done and why. And I often use my own experiences to inspire a storyline for Fizz, but I try, what I do is I try and find a way of exaggerating the humorous side of it. So like you said about the dishwasher, so um, on Christmas Eve, my dishwasher broke down in real life, yeah. But the repairman, when I called him, he wouldn't come out. And of course, we're all, all on lockdown at the moment. So he, he said, no, I can't come out for that. It's not essential. Fair enough. But as luck would have it, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, my washing machine also broke down. And since he was allowed to come out for that, I said to him, oh, well, as you're already here, can you please look at both? So uh, quite by coincidence, uh, Felicity's dishwasher also broke down. And she was met with the same response by the fire, uh, fireman. By the fireman? 
Ooh, that's, that's wishful thinking. Yeah. That is. Well, I was going to say that could be a that could be another scenario. I'm just going to note that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, she got the same response from her repairman in that he said, "No, I can't come out because um, it's not essential." So what she decided to do is she deliberately broke her washing machine by karate kicking it. And and she deliberately basically broke it so that he had to come out, which he did. But then what she did is she handcuffed him to the kitchen units because she hadn't had anyone in her house for so long during lockdown. And you know what she's like. She's like a social butterfly, isn't she? And she's really desperate for, for, you know, human company. So she, she basically tied him up. Um, did I deliberately break my washing machine? No. Did I handcuff my repairman to my kitchen? No. Yes. <laughs> I, think Paul, Paul, I might have to answer to Paul if he came home and found a repairman, you know, handcuffed to the kitchen units. But there was still an element of truth to the whole story. Um, so it shows that being inspired by your own situations can really help come up with ideas. And the other thing, of course, is that as Felicity came out at the beginning of 2020, she's also been going through lockdown just as came we out. Have. Came out. No, not came out. Ebony <laughs> <laughs> <a new> storyline. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's definitely, she's definitely. Uh, mind you, she's got her, her gay friend Jerome. He's, oh yeah, he's been in it a few times. <laughs> um, but I started, I started with Felicity at the beginning of 2020, and I suppose it kind of made it maybe harder because suddenly the world went into lockdown it's like well what on earth can this character be doing every day and it's kind of worked quite well because she's been doing the most mundane things and making the best of the scenario that she can and she always looks on the bright side so for example the amount she saved on washing powder because she's either wearing very few clothes at all or sometimes none at all and don't get me wrong anyone who's not seen this Felicity Fizz there's nothing seedy or shameful about this character at all is there it's all very innocent humor and you never you know if she's naked there's always something in front of (laughs) the main part so it's all done in in yeah, the pervy pictures you look at online aren't what comes out on your no, paper. No, 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 no. <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, she's she's actually, in, in the end, she kind of became like this therapy for me through lockdown because it's almost like a journal. I'm drawing from my own daily experiences sometimes, not all the time, but then I'm exaggerating them or adding things that haven't actually happened at all. And it leaves people wondering, what's me? And what isn't, which I find quite amusing. I quite often get people saying, did that happen? I don't know. Is this you? Did that happen to you or not? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't know. You just have to make up your I own don't. mind. <laughs> One thing I was going to just mention is, you know, we were just chatting then and you said a fireman. You said that by mistake. Yeah. That is a great way to come up with ideas as well. If you have conversations with people, and I know I used to this if I was trying to come up with um, cartoon scenarios for the post-its, mm. you chat to someone and they'd say something, you think, oh, that's an idea. Yeah. You know, anything that happened to them or like you've just come up with firemen. So definitely keep your ears open. And when you have a chat with anyone, you can just twist things a little bit. So if you run out of your own scenarios, use some of theirs. Absolutely, yeah. And remember, anything goes with the cartoon. Nothing is impossible. So whether that's like you talking about having the Felicity's legs go like ropes and they're just all wound around each other or they could have superpowers, they could have massive ears. I mean, I like to draw cartoons quite often with their eyes at the side of their head. Yeah, coming off of their heads. Exactly. 
which never would happen. Well, I hope it doesn't happen <laughs> in real life. <laughs> it's never happened to me, I must admit. <laughs> no. I mean, you uh, talk about this painting, I know you, you like this one that I did, where there's a painting of a man and he's got his flip-top head. So basically the top of his head is not in a gory way. No. It's flipped open, there's all newspapers inside that. Well, you can do anything like that with a cartoon. It doesn't have to be something that could be real. And it works. It's really strange. When it is a cartoon, it, it, anything works, doesn't it? It doesn't even have to be quite cartoon. It no. just has to be not real, doesn't it? I think that's the fun part, though, is, you know, anything can happen. I remember draw, drawing one where um, Fizz, um, like that one with Fizz was so bored and, like you say, about the physically impossible positions. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, when she went to Tesco to pick up some Prosecco, you know, she walked out and she was wearing a whole forensic suit and a gas mask to protect herself from the COVID virus and all this sort of stuff, which if, if anybody did that, you'd look at them like they were a complete lunatic, wouldn't you? But this, she could do what she likes. It's just, it's funny. Do you know what I mean? Did, didn't she Nobody also go in a ball it. gown? Because that was... She wore a ball gown yeah. to Tesco once because it was the only time she'd been out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I must, I do want to stress, anybody who actually is interested in looking at Felicity Fizz... Please don't imagine you're going to get to my Instagram and you're going to see this amazing cartoon character. You're really not. You're not at all. Don't put her down. No, no, I'm not putting her down, but don't think it's anything fantastic. It's just fun. But it's just a good example of what we're talking about today, really. Well, that's what most cartoons are, though, aren't Mm. they? Most cartoons, they're not brilliantly drawn. If you look at a lot of the cartoons on the TV, some of them are terrible. Yeah, actually, you're right. They're shockingly drawn, but it doesn't matter because it's that they've got character and they're, they're moving half the time. So you don't, you're not really looking at, you know, what the drawing is like. Do you it's think they, they do you think it's because and if something's drawn in a real naive way, it appeals to children more, and that's obviously the audience that those kind of cartoons are meant for. No, I just think sometimes they just do it simple to make it yeah. easier to repeat i mean yeah. it's not quite such an issue now i guess now they make them digitally yeah but yeah i suppose simple is probably easy to manipulate especially with kids ones if if you've got something and it's just the mouse there's no different mouth parts it's not like they do proper you know mouth shapes for the words mm. the mouth just goes open and shut it's got to be much easier to animate hasn't it yeah definitely yeah but if you do scribble out a character, um, especially if you're doing them in your sketchbook, say, for example, and you try out lots of ideas and you get something that's kind of, you kind of like it, but maybe you don't like the way the body's positioned or the head looks a bit odd or you don't like the eyes, a good thing to do is just maybe photocopy that if it's in your sketchbook and then put it on a light box and then you can keep on tracing over it until you adjust things to how you want them that's a really easy way to change it or you could just hold a bit of paper up to a window so you can see through it and do it that way um you can experiment with different material to see what works best for that character so some might look really good done in ink while some perhaps would be better drawn more naively with a softer medium you can just try different things out Um, you use ink for felicity don't you yeah i i actually use my dip pen and um, now I've found a, a nib that I really, really like. You can get really varied lines with it. And I really like it. And if I try to do it with a normal um, pen that's not got that sort of um, calligraphy type nib, it doesn't have the same character. It's right. funny, isn't it? Um, yeah. 
so yeah, I just use my dip pen with some noodler's ink because it's waterproof. And I just use watercolour. I think it just suits what I'm doing. It just suits being loose, doesn't it, watercolour? And it dries really quickly, which is perfect for a quick drawing yeah. like that. And the dip pen, I think that gives does give quite a variety of line, doesn't it? I saw these... Yeah. Um, I thought this looked really good and I can't wait to make it was. But somebody showed these fountain pens that you can get that have a pump on them. Have you ever seen them? No. And I thought, now that looks good because obviously the problem with dip pen is you've definitely got to use that sitting at a desk, haven't you? You, oh, you do yeah. not want to use that, mm. you know, in, in your sketchbook. Whereas this pe pe pen, um, I've got my P's going, pen, pen, pen. <laughs> <laughs> you could sit and you drew with it. And then if you wanted more ink, you just pressed this little knob and then it would send out more ink so you could end up with bits that were kind of scratchy and bits that weren't that's cool a bit like that. one of those um like a reservoir pen almost isn't it but with ink. I don't know what a reservoir pen is. no a reservoir brush you know oh. like the watercolor brushes where the water's held in in the barrel and you can squeeze them yeah yeah same sort of concept see the reason the reason i wouldn't take a, a dip pen outside to draw is because the ink because it's thicker as it comes out so it's slightly almost puddles in areas where you've got yeah. the thicker lines i wouldn't use it as much because it doesn't dry as quickly as um because of the impracticality of taking out ink and different nibs and whatnot do you know what i mean yeah, I almost meant almost as well if you were just, say, sitting in a lounge with your sketchbook. Oh, you don't yeah. Have, you, you don't want to drip. Because, I mean, I know me with a dip pen. Oh. It's like dip it all and drip it all on the way to get to your paper. Oh, and I've got, like, the, a really pale grey sofa as well. Yeah. <laughs> Would not be a good exactly. idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know how long I'll be doing fizz for. I suppose I'll, I'll carry on and just until I get bored. But at the moment... I'm having fun with it. She hasn't, she hasn't got a massive following or anything like that, but that was never the point. It was always about having a bit of fun. And at the moment, I'm still really enjoying her. So until that stops, I'll, I'll just carry on, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth having a bit of fun with it, isn't it? Even you drew her when we did our chat and, chat and draw. You actually managed to draw her then, didn't you? It's amazing me how quick you draw those. Yeah, sometimes um, I get them re done really quickly. Depends, you see, because when you... When you're drawing a character over and over again, you get to know their bodies and the way they move really quickly because you're drawing them all the time. So what happens is, you know, I could easily, if I was to now um, think, right, I'm going to draw Fizz standing up, trying on some, I don't know, or holding, let's say holding a bottle of wine and a Prosecco. I could do that and I don't have to worry about doing an underdrawing generally because I just know now how it goes. Do you know what I mean? So you go straight in with pen? Hmm? So not always, no, no. Right. I'd be absolutely lying my head off if I said that because sometimes if it's something a bit more uh, tricky, then I'll go in with a pencil first to get my lines right or get the least of positioning right because I don't want to have to do it twice. Do you know what I mean? So I'll yeah. do it, I'll, I might do it in pencil first then go over it but what I do is I do it in pencil and I don't think I don't think oh I'll rub that bit out um, because that's not right I, I leave all the mistakes in and then when I go over with my pen I then I correct it as I go that way rather than drawing it out twice you see what I mean but yeah, yeah. sometimes I definitely use pencil first it just depends on the scenario it depends um a lot on what's going on in the drawing but certain things like I say I just I know what it's going to I know that those positions I know 
what a hand looks like clutching a glass. I don't have to think about that anymore. Actually, yeah. it's quite interesting because drawing this this girl so often is quite interesting because when I draw people now, I don't. I found it helpful for that as well. Although, I, obviously, if I was going to be drawing people, I wouldn't be doing them with great big knobbly knees and things. Oh, perhaps I will. Next time we go out, maybe yeah. you'll be going, I'd love wow, to see she's that, got knobbly actually. knees. <laughs> I'd love to see it when we go out, uh, whenever that is. I'd love to see, we go sit in a cafe or something, and you draw people, and they're all, they all could be characters in the Felicity Fizz world. Yeah, that, that would be really interesting, wouldn't it? I might have to try yeah. that one day. Obviously, using the real people, but... Yeah, just using them as inspiration. Them in them I think is the word yeah that would be quite cool that really yeah. would be quite and then I'd come home and Paul would go let me see what you did and I'd show him and go oh my god <laughs> you've really lost your touch at drawing people <laughs> no I think if you I think you might be surprised and really like them actually because I, I was thinking about this the other day I think half the problem is when you're drawing stuff it almost you almost need to find your visual language yeah that, that sounds weird doesn't it to mm. say but like, I don't think I found mine when we're outside, for example. No. I haven't found how I draw faces. I haven't found how I draw buildings. No, I know what you that mean. That makes sense. I know what you mean. I mean, my normal sketching style is, you know, or the one I developed when we were going out sketching together. Um, I was quite happy with that, but sometimes I didn't even bother doing faces. Yeah, and but I, I like us. Well, we haven't been able to go out sketching for so long, have we? But I can't wait to actually do it again. But now you see, I feel like because I've been drawing Fizz such a lot, I know she's not in any type of real way where her hands might be way too big for her body and all the rest of it. But I think if I was sitting in a cafe and looking at somebody drinking a cup of coffee. I'm not interested in how the hand is clutching the coffee because I'll already know that because yeah. of drawing fizz so many times clutching a glass. <laughs> so in a way, drawing someone over and over again, even a cartoon style, has helped me continue that knowledge of how a body moves. Do you see yeah, what I mean? I get, yeah, totally get you. Yeah, yeah, just as drawing real people would help you draw cartoons. I think it works both ways, actually, which is actually quite surprising, I think. But yeah, I mean, I'm hoping the life drawing actually helps me with that as well, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one thing I, I wished... The one thing I do feel like I've really missed out on, because I, I don't like drawing buildings, you know that, but one that's one thing I did want to sort of try and get over and just, just do more of. And, of course, we've not been allowed out. So I think when we do go out, I want to try and do a bit more of that as well. Yeah, it was yeah. funny, actually, because um, this Lewis Rosignol course, you know, I told you I was doing the exercises. Yeah. And the next exercise, like the first two, I've kind of used faces. Mm. Um, but the next exercise is to draw something organic, but it's something like a bone or an insect or a butterfly or a mushroom or yeah. something like that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I realized how narrow I've become Yeah. on the things that I like drawing. Um which is kind of crazy because I didn't used to... I used to like drawing a lot more things than I do now. I don't know if that's good or bad or whether it's nothing, you know. I think everyone finds something they enjoy. I mean, I enjoy Felicity Fizz because she is completely different to my normal style of realism, oil, oil painting. But I love having both of those things. But when I... I mean, I 
with my painting, I paint a lot of glass and reflective objects. And that's not because I never painted anything else. That's because that's what I landed on that I fell in love with doing. And then if that's what I enjoyed doing, that then became my speciality. And what I um, I was thinking, well, why do I need to think about developing my landscapes? This is what I love to do. This is my thing. And I don't feel like anyone should ever feel they've got they've got to do everything. They haven't. But it's great to have something. It's it's always good to experiment. I think. Yeah, that, that's what I'm worried about. I guess is that I don't want to miss out. Not miss out. It's not that fear of missing out. It's that have you narrowed yourself too quickly? Might yeah. you actually find that you do like that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know what you mean because I've, I love painting glass and things like that. And then I did that portrait, didn't I, of that old man? And then yeah. I started introducing hands into some of my paintings and and realized wow I had no idea how much I love painting flesh which is not shiny (laughs) it's not shiny and it's not um just lost my train of thought reflective (laughs) reflective you're not thinking about the internet again are you no I don't know what's going on um shall we move on to the next questions (laughs) right Shall we read out the answers to our previous question? Yes, and that was, <laughs> what type of art or mediums have you always wanted to try but haven't, and why? Okay, right. I have got Adrian Sutherland, metalwork sculptures. I le- now I don't know what this is. She says I learned to mig. Is that mig or is MIG that weld. oh mig weld? Know. Oh, it's not M I G weld. It is mig weld. I don't know. I don't know. know. Anyway, I'm sorry, I don't really know what this is, but I'm going to say I learned to MIG weld when I co-owned a metalworks and mosaics business. Absolutely loved it. And seeing pictures of some of the magnificent works created by other artists really made me want to create something more spectacular than gates, railings and table frames. Alas, the business eventually closed and I've never had the opportunity to become reacquainted with the necessary equipment. Unfortunately, metalwork isn't quite as user-friendly as a box of pencils and a few tubes of paint. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, she's so adaptable, Adrian. She does loads of different stuff. Now, really I, well. I, I literally, at school, I could not bear metalwork. And I know I still wouldn't be able to do it because, and this is really weird, because I didn't mind woodwork or plastic work, but I hated metalwork. And the reason is that metallic smell you get on your hands. Oh, I can't, I literally can't, I can't bear it. I don't like I used to hate sewing metal. at yeah. school. Sewing and cooking at school, I hated. I hated sewing. I was terrible at it. I was all right when I was a kid doing it on my own, but I used to hate it. Cooking I liked at school, interestingly, because I've never really? liked it since. But I, do you remember pineapple upside down cake? We used to make that a lot of school. No, mine always went wrong at school. Mm. Anyway, we diverted <laughs> again. Sorry. Sue Watson, I would love to do some pottery. I loved it in college, but I don't have the facilities. I keep meaning to do some lino prints, but at the moment I'm not able to concentrate for long due to my caring responsibilities. And I can only work on the kitchen table, which is limiting. I'd love to do some real painting, but can't for the same reasons. Something big. Oh, yeah. Chaco Kid. Oil. Expensive. Too messy. Too slow to dry. Not very portable. Stinky. And airbrush. I need to learn more about what kinds of paint and such. Need decent weather to be out for spray. Also worried about how high humidity might factor in. I did tell her that on the reply to on Instagram that 
oil paintings does not have to be stinky. No. And you could check it out in our latest podcast. Yeah, the one before this one. Yeah, the one yeah. before this one. I've got Crespo Arts, and they say, Gouache, I don't know a quality brand to start with. Now, I just say to that that pick one of the well-known ones, like Dale Rowney or Windsor Newton. I don't think you could go too far wrong with those. Yeah, but if you are going to do that, just pick maybe get a tube or two first. Yeah, I mean, I obviously don't know those. No. But I'm just thinking if you go for one of those brands, you know they're very reputable mm. and well-known. Yeah, yeah, because you don't want to do what I did and invest in an entire set of something no. and then hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I have got Eva Falk Wool Simpson. You've given me all the long ones. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to do textile work, weaving. I did learn 30 years ago. Embroidery, fabric printing, quilting. At the moment, I'm sketching, drawing, doing watercolour, acrylic painting, having a go at gel printing, which is new to me, making collagraph plates, having ideas for lino printing, learning about comic strips, this would be good for you then, and making animation. Not enough hours in the day, maybe when I retire, and living in a small flat, there's no space. Good job, no visitors allowed. Yeah, I know that. I can't imagine trying all of that stuff my gosh that's a lot oh, her work <laughs> i absolutely love her work yeah i totally love she does these um watercolors when she's watching tv mm. so she pauses the tv have you seen these uh, um is it the ones yes i think i have they're, they're quite, quite cartoony aren't they no there's two lots she does so she does the ones which are like these ink where she puts ink all around and then picks something out of the ink yeah and then she also does these ones where she just pauses the tv and just draws a quite often continuous line style what's on the tv still and then watercolors it but they look brilliant uh, is that the one where she says what's the story no the, that's the, the one with the ink splob oh i've seen splob. those because i love those yeah they're, they're really both good. great they're yeah. both really good yeah so i've got alan green and he says paints oils acrylics watercolors i just can't bring myself to go through all the faff of getting set up i have a life to be getting on with <laughs> Gabriella Pop, wood carving. I like printing very much, but I'm afraid I'll fall totally in love with it. But the day has only 24 hours and our apartment is full of art supplies, music instruments, books and dot, 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 dot. <laughs> yeah, I'd I love to have up. a little nose around your house, Gabriella, and look at all your lovely things. Well, actually, somebody in our group said they wanted to move in with her. She, <laughs> she has painted a very nice picture of her apartment, hasn't she? <laughs> I haven't seen that. Oh, I saw it. You said she's not literally. (laughs) That would be funny, wouldn't it? If she painted her apartment. (laughs) Maybe that's Uh, the next challenge for you then, Gabriella. We want to see it in paint. (laughs) Okay, I've got Sana Sira and she says, painting something big directly on a wall inside or outside the house. I don't know what my four-year-old would do after that. We can imagine, can't we? Yeah. (laughs) I'd also like to make something in the garden with materials from nature. I've been practising with little things like willow, but it should be more visible, a bit more colourful and fun. Oh, I like that idea. We're doing our garden at the moment because we've just had a new pond built and um, we've got sort of plans of how to landscape around the edge of it. And funny enough, we were doing our borders last year and I just put this pile of rocks out the way um, in a different part of the garden and it kind of almost looked like Stonehenge. And I was like, oh, that's quite a good idea. Are you going to make something? I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah, it's time, isn't it? Yeah. It's time. Okay, so I have Helen de... Oh, how do I say this? Helen de... Pericave? 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 Yeah, I'm not sure. 
Helen de Peyre Cave. Sorry, I'm finding your name hard to pronounce. I want to learn how to draw figures, but I'm anxious about how to even start. I felt the same about faces, but February Faces has helped with that. Oh, that's good to know, isn't it? It's always nice when people say that that things have helped them. But maybe you should try what Tara's doing then with the life drawing. Yeah, definitely check out Soho Life Drawing. Mm. So good last night, the um, the tutorial on that. Is it expensive? Uh, It was a tenner, £14.50 or something like that, I think. Oh, right. For about, it was a two-hour thing. Right. Is it a one-off? So not a one-off, it's a thing you can do every week? Um, She's got different things on every week, but I think she... I think she sells the recordings, so oh, you can go in. You could probably get the recording of what I did last night. She was doing one on gesture drawing tonight, just gesture, mm. much more focused on that. So I think that'd be good actually, but it'd be too late. <laughs> but I've done the podcast. Sorry, you missed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but check in, check in the past recordings because you'll find stuff she's done in there. So I've got Maggie Hart, and she says, I want to do more cross-hatching in portraits. Ugh, cross-hatching. <laughs> there are some incredible artists out there who work in cross-hatch. I'd love to do more ink work and alcoholic... Alcoholic inks? <laughs> Alcohol. That's what Felicity Fist would use. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol inks. The challenge is you can't erase, and colour doesn't come easy for me. Some people are so gifted and free with colour. There's so much to learn. So, okay, you were nearly sick when you said crosshatch. <laughs> Is that because you are just so impatient, you, don't, you can't be bothered? I find it really boring, yeah. Mm. Uh, now, I find that kind of thing really therapeutic, isn't it funny? Yeah, so odd. It's just that you can lose yourself in something like that. Now, for me, you see, I like, I like a quick burst of energy. Mm. For, for me, the, a piece of work is about energy and it's that impatience of getting something... Yeah out on paper one thing i don't know about you tara right are you oh, a morning person or a night person i'm sort of a lunchtime really oh. <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering if it bared any kind of relevance to whether you are impatient with your drawing or obviously not <laughs> lunch lunch is good <laughs> i've got carol romero colored ink marker alcohol ink etc as a monochrome artist, colour is very scary. The anticipation of how it will lay or not is very intimidating. I often look at an image and assess its colours before I commit and let all the self-doubt telling me I can't do that in instead of just trying it. Do you know it's funny? I'm quite scared of colour. Do you probably think it's quite weird? I cannot believe that, Tara, because you paint the most colourful paintings in the world. I know. But it's it's quite strange. So I can either go full out colour mm. or I can go black and white. Yeah. I haven't got I haven't got a subtlety gene. <laughs> no, that's part of your um style though, isn't it? That's what makes your style what yeah, it is. Yeah. But I am I am quite scared of colour. So mm. if it's just adding bits of colour, I never quite know what to do with it. And I say if, if it is trying to be a bit more subtle, like you are going for something a little bit more realistic, I find that really tricky. Mm. I'll always go full out. So instead of painting a, if you've got a shadow on something, like a figure, say, for example, and it should be kind of a grey, obviously with just a touch of, towards a colour. Yeah. Instead, for me, it'll be a full out purple. (laughs) I know that you were very um, uh, generous with your purples for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I do like purple. (laughs) And you drew... um, when we interviewed Danny Gregory for our podcast, you were, you actually decided you were going to draw him, didn't you? For the, in a ten was it a ten minute yeah quick ten sketch. minute quick sketch, 
and um, that was when you were heavily into your purple. And the shadow under his nose, he looked like he had a, a moustache, didn't he? A purple moustache, which yeah. was quite funny. <laughs> Still, you did a better job than I would. I think have done. I did you one with a, with a yeah. <laughs> moustache as well. <laughs> oh, that was real though, wasn't it? <laughs> oh God! Well, right. you know the salons aren't open at the moment, so. <laughs> I just can't wait to get my hair done. Oh my gosh, oh, the idea of my hairdressers are reopening. Oh, right, I've got Margaret Gray, and she says encaustic is an old medium which has gained a modern following. It's a kind of medium they teach in workshops. It'd be interesting medium to try. I've never heard of that. Funny. Is it? Is encaustic when you use wax? I think Ooh, it's wax. Yes, I think you might be right. Yeah. Now that does ring a bell. Now you've said that. Mm. Yeah. So we have got a brand new question for you, which is, who was or is your favourite cartoon or comic character and why? So who was or is your favourite cartoon or comic character and why? So Tara, you know I'm going to ask you this question. I, all I could think of, it straight came to my head, was Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Kong Fooey, I remember <laughs> Hong Kong Fooey. I used to oh. really like Hong Kong Fooey. Oh. Do you know, I, I don't think I had a favourite cartoon character, but my favourite comic character, I used to read a comic called Buster when I was a kid. And in this comic, there was a character called Chalky. You don't remember it, do you? No. Okay, well, Chalky was this character who basically always carried around with him a stick of chalk. And whatever scenario he was in, he could always somehow get out of it by drawing so what might happen is he might be being chased by someone and he'd be running along with his stick of chalk and suddenly he would um he would draw a door on the wall and then open it and go through it shut it behind him and then rub the drawing out so the other person couldn't get get through and all that sort of stuff so it's really cool I loved it yeah I I remember I probably told you before I had an old car when I was at college a really old banger mini and I painted Garfield on that (laughs) <laughs> oh, how cool. So it's to try and cover up some of the rust. So because it was like a horrible orange colour. So yeah, I, I painted it the side and stuff. I must look really odd. So the one of them was like pointing up at me as a driver. <laughs> oh, how funny. I know. Anyway, as always, you can tweet us your answers at Kit Creators or let us know in the Facebook group, which if you haven't joined us, I highly suggest you do. We'll also put the question up there on, on our Facebook page as well. And of course, on Instagram, which is Kit in the Creatives. We hope that gave you the kick in the creatives you needed. And don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out about how you can take part in some of our up coming creative challenges and of course there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and if you're enjoying the podcast we'd be so grateful if you would leave us a little review on itunes or whatever platform you um, listen to us on actually i don't know if you saw it tara i noticed we had one um late december by a guy called jez oh right and i read that i miss that yeah it's really it's really lovely so yeah that means such a lot thank you and even just a star rating if you don't have much time also, don't forget to check out and subscribe to our YouTube Kicking the Creators video channel. We create art tips videos are on there. Yeah, and if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kick in the Creatives, you can now support us by buying us a coffee or a Prosecco. <laughs> you can find the link 
on our website. And before we go, I just want to say thank you so much, Penny, for um, for asking us to do this episode because we hadn't thought about it before and, you know, it's been really fun. And if anybody else has anything that they want us to cover or talk about, please do email us because we're always up for ideas and we want to deliver what you want. So, yeah, let us know. Is that it? It is. For today? Yeah. Well, see you next time then. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. them so if i've got i tend to if i've got a theme oh can you hear that yeah is that is your printer, printer again a printer <laughs> what, what why does your printer suddenly start printing oh. at, at half no, a quarter to nine on a it's wednesday morning it's, 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 <laughs> it's turning itself off and yet it's been on all night like on standby oh it's so funny <laughs> sorry about that that's all right i'm used to it the printer's right. almost become like a, an extra guest <laughs>